Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning! Diarrhea! It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five. We're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you. 95.7. The game. And my goodness, last night, that was a hell of a matchup between the Warriors and the Timberwolves. And there was, you know, there there was a little lagging there in the third quarter when the Timberwolves started to go on a run and actually decided to move the ball instead of running this boring iso ball that they go with. But last night, this team, I know we're so obsessed with the three ball and everybody in the NBA is still obsessed with the three ball, but this team, man, there's... There's something about it. There's something in the air when it comes to them dunking. Curry crosses the logo right at the heart of it. Takes the dribble. Throws high posting. Iguodala lob. Payton over the head. Back to the basket dunk for Gary Payton the second. Check air traffic control. There's something in the air tonight. Are we at All-Star Weekend? (laughs) That's exactly what it felt like because they would double Steph, they'd run a screen around him, then Andre Iguodala from the low block would get the ball from Steph, and then GP2 would be wide open, and GP2 would go in for the dunk. It seems like a relatively simple play, but with all of that, that's the type of gravity that Steph brings to the team, and that's going to be a play they can run with a guy like GP2. And I, you know, I didn't think on this roster prior to GP2, I was thinking about it, Whenever we were seeing him do these high-flying, posterizing dunks, I was thinking, you know, I don't know who on this roster I've seen in this long of a time who can can dunk the way that he can, who could just get up and bring that athleticism. But then Andrew Wiggins does this toward the end of the first half. Curry dribbles, hesitates, backs up the hash mark, goes to Wiggins in the corner, baseline goes up and dunked it over Towns! Came right from the left corner and says, no, you're not going to get this. I mean, that dunk over Towns, that dunk meant something. You know, prior to his time with the Warriors, of course, he was with the Timberwolves. And everything that was going on with the team, whether it was Jimmy Butler calling everybody soft on that team 
and everyone pointed toward the two veterans there with Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, whether it was his time back uh, with, uh, not his time really, but when he was drafted with the Cavaliers and LeBron James forced a trade on him, Carl Anthony Towns said after the game that he's not surprised that Wiggins went off the way that he did. Now, I'm paraphrasing here, but he essentially said that back when we would play the Cavaliers or the Raptors back against uh, his hometown team, he would always seem to turn it on. Now, can he do that every single night? I I don't know if he can, but last night, 35 points. He had 24 in the first half, and he was 14 of 19 overall. He was 3 of 6 from the three-point line. Andrew Wiggins yesterday was fantastic. I thought that he looked aggressive, he looked confident, and he's playing at a point where he felt like he had something against this dude. Now, we've seen the Warriors play the Timberwolves before, and he's had good games against the Timberwolves before, but nothing like this, because not only did he have that posterizer, like that's the reason why it's called a poster, is because you could put that up on a poster. Now, that happened toward the end of the first half. Then in the fourth quarter, as... Anthony Edwards is just really starting to go off and is the only guy on the team who seemed to have been doing anything uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves because he had 48 points in his 42 minutes. He was he was lights out yesterday. But in the fourth quarter, on an offensive rebound, when Jordan Poole had missed a three, Andrew Wiggins, yet again, after continuing his hot shooting night, did this. Curry finds Iguodala off pressure. Iguodala right side the pool. He'll take a three. No good. Tam hole by Wiggins! He came down the lane and threw it down with one hand! Elevation sensation for Wiggins! And brought everybody to their feet. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is an Andrew Wiggins that we need to see every game. A guy who's not afraid to attack the basket. Now, I actually think that he's Shown, I know that his shooting has been off this season and the percentages aren't really where you want them to be, but there have been some certain plays in these games. As the Warriors are off to a 10-1 start now, there have been some specific plays where you see him trying to grab that offensive rebound, trying to get those second-chance points for the Warriors, seeing him try to use his strength, use his size, use his length in the paint in order to create points for the team and yesterday he was doing it all man and you know whether it was shooting with the three or going up for the layups now the defense wasn't that great because they did put him on Anthony Edwards and like I just mentioned Anthony Edwards with 48 points on the night but if we can get a Wiggins like that on offense every game I think it's going to be really tough for uh, Steve Kerr and company to figure out what the rotation is going to be by the time Clay Thompson comes back. Like that's where I'm at with with that game. If he does that every game, which he probably won't, so whatever I just said is a moot point. But that was unbelievable in his 32 minutes. And not only was it Andrew Wiggins, but man, Kavon Looney I thought was fantastic yesterday. This is the stat for me that's insane. This is his second double-double of his career so far. But he had 17 rebounds on the night. 17. Now, that number, high enough. That number is that impressive. But the amount of those that were 
offensive rebounds compared to defensive rebounds, 12 of them were offensive compared to the five defensive. You don't see that ever. 12 offensive rebounds in one game for Kavon? Man, he was playing like he was the strongest guy on the court. And you're going up against two guys in Carl Anthony Towns and Naz Reed, who are a couple of big men where, kind of like the DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis situation over there in New Orleans, they were trying to run you know, those two, the, the, the two big men on the court at the same time, thinking that the size can counteract what the Warriors were bringing them without Draymond on the court. But Kavon Looney was fantastic, and he also added 11 points onto that. And, man, there was that, that one layup he had where there were, and this is what the Warriors did, and this is the threat that they posed, but they had a couple of guys open outside the three-point line, and Kavon faked the, faked the handoff, and then he just went to the rim, and it was wide open. No one expected that from Kavon Looney, but he was clearly feeling himself. And not only was he doing it on that end, but on the defensive end as well. Carl Anthony Towns, 17 points on his 19 shots. Now, he was 5 of 10 from 3, but a majority of those were from beyond the arc. And you can't expect Kavon Looney to cover the perimeter, but he was fantastic bodying him in the paint yesterday and doing whatever he had to do in order to get that win over Carl Anthony Towns. Now, granted, I don't think the Timberwolves used Towns the right way at all. Like, that was... The way that they use Carl Anthony Towns, they just, you know, it's just, hey, give the ball to Patrick Beverly. All right, Patrick, do what you want with it. Maybe you could pass it once. If you're going to pass it, maybe pass it to KAT or, 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 or Anthony Edwards. Nah, you know what? Better yet, probably not a good idea. Let's just have Anthony Edwards take the ball up the court and use that first step so he could fly high to the rim and use that aggressiveness and use his talent because he's a very talented player. Eh, you know what? Carl Anthony Towns will get you the ball sometimes, but not all the time. His usage rate has gone down like 4% this year compared to years previous on average. He was His usage rate was at a 30, and now it's at a 26. So I thought they used him the completely wrong way, but either way, Kevon Looney, I thought was fantastic in this game as well. And then you also had Steph Curry running the floor. He had six assists, five rebounds, only three turnovers on this game, and he had 25 points on the night. He was only three of nine from three, but you didn't really need him to go nuclear because Andrew Wiggins and Kevon Looney were taking care of business. And not only that, uh, but I thought Otto Porter was fantastic yesterday with his 10 points off the bench. Uh, Bielitsa, Bielitsa, even though he was 3 of 7 shooting, I thought Bielitsa made a lot of contributions and was great defensively. I thought there was a couple of one, there are a couple of one-on-one situations where he was going up against Towns and he managed to contain him. I was really surprised by that. Then, of course, Gary Payton II already mentioned him. You can mention him every night because he just does all these different things. And then you have that one set play for the alley-oop from GP2 when when Andre Iguodala gets the ball. Just a lot of fun last night to watch. And and, and this Timberwolves team, I thought they were going to score some more points. And as of right now, I am 5-6 and six against the spread. I thought maybe they'd cover that 7.5 because on the two road games that they played, they scored a lot. But instead, the Warriors decided to beat them by 13. And the over-under was at 223.5. Meaning if they would have scored 224 in total, both teams, that the over would have hit. But it was 123 to 110, and 
that adds up to two twenty three. So I lose that bet too. I'm actually seven and four on the season in terms of over unders for point totals and then against the spread. But let's get back to the actual game here with Andrew Wiggins. Curry dribbles, hesitates, backs up the hash mark, goes to Wiggins in the corner, baseline goes up oh. and dunked it over Towns. Came right from the left corner and says, "No, you're not going to get this." And the thing about Andrew Wiggins is this season it feels like we haven't really talked about him too much. You know, we we always talk about Andrew Wiggins the the two-way player and what he does on defense. People, if you if you watch these games, if you watch every game, you understand the type of defense that Wiggins plays. Granted, last night, he didn't really show it, but in these first 10 games or so, he has shown that he can be that two-way player, but we haven't really seen it on offense. We haven't really seen that aggressiveness so far this season that we want to see out of a guy like Andrew Wiggins. And Steve Kerr talked about that and just talked about Wiggins' night overall in general. Andrew was just fantastic. The aggression from the beginning of the game, loved his energy. Obviously, he was you know pretty excited to play against his old team, and we needed everything he brought us tonight. The scoring, the... Uh, uh, running the floor, getting to the foul line, knocking down threes. I thought he was tremendous. And he's been averaging 17.4 points per game this season. But, you know, the numbers, they don't really stick out. 5 of 10, 6 of 15, 6 of 13, 9 of 17, 7 of 15, 5 and 13, 4 and 12, 6 of 13, 4 of 11, 5 of 12. Some relatively average numbers in terms of percentage. But then he comes out with a 14 for 19 game last night. And that's the type of thing that will ultimately put him back in the into Warriors fans' good graces. Because I think Warrior fans are always trying to find something to criticize, right? And it's not just Warrior fans. I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Warrior fans the benefit of the doubt. Every fan base is always trying to look for that one thing, right? No matter how good their team is, they're always trying to look for that one flaw. Just because that one flaw, in case they start losing, they can point to that one player or one coach, whoever it is, and use them as the scapegoat. And Andrew Wiggins is has normally been that guy because nobody wants to blame Steph. Nobody wants to blame Draymond. Hell, nobody wants to blame Jordan Poole because Jordan Poole is young and we got to give him time. But everyone always wants to point the finger at Andrew Wiggins. And I think he shut up the haters last night. And those two posterizers that he had, not only that one in the first half that I just mentioned, but that one in the second half too. Curry finds Iguodala off pressure. Iguodala right side the pool. He'll take a three. No good. Tam hole by Wiggins! He came down the lane and threw it down with one hand! Elevation sensation for Wiggins! And brought everybody to their feet. He dunked on all the haters! That was terrible. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the text line and the phone number if you want to weigh in. On the other side, we're going to get to what Steve Kerr had to say about Draymond, but then it was Steph Curry's post game and what Steph Curry had to say about Andrew Wiggins. I want to get to that next as well. Stephen Langford did on the pregame show ninety five seven the game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hesitates, backs up the hash mark, goes to Wiggins in the corner. Baseline goes up and dumped it over Towns! Came right from the left corner and says, no, you're not going to get this! Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. I just teched out Andrew Wiggins' stats against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And they are pretty eye-popping. Welcome in, everybody. Stephen Langford in with you. And Andrew Wiggins had a hell of a night. You know, some nights this year, it's been Jordan Poole. A couple, it's actually been Damian Lee, who we're really impressed with. Bielitsa after game one. Everyone's wondering, who the hell is this Bielitsa guy? And we never saw this guy with the Sacramento Kings. That's what happened after game one. And then, of course, you have Steph Curry going off for 50 and 40 and all that stuff. Everybody's been contributing in this 10-1 and season so far. But Andrew Wiggins is that one guy who hasn't had the big game, and he had it last night. And before we get to all those details, let's go to Duriel in San Jose, who was nice enough to call in. What's going on, Duriel? Yeah, good morning, nice guy. And your show is my favorite show. Oh, and you that. give me my run. But uh, the thing is, is that you, you mentioned the three for seven that Bielisa had in the game last night. Like you said that, like it wasn't good enough almost like <laughs> shooting wise. High expectations, the, Duriel. I got high expectations here at 5 a.m. Because that's what the standard is here because of the Splash Brothers and everything. But you got to understand, everybody can't shoot 50% from the three-point <laughs> line. Like step and Clay. Three of seven. Three of seven. That's respectable. And that's commendable. That's a great job. That's almost 50%. So let's just be clear about that, like Stephen A. would say. <laughs> but anyway, no, I wanted to know if you were in or out on Draymond. After the Olympics, when we found out that he disrespected the GM, and he disrespected the owner and the coach of the team, because we're winning right now, is it okay? Are you in or out on Draymond Green? Because me, you know, I still think he's barbecue chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's just and that's just completely you know, false, though, Duriel. He's not barbecue chicken on the defensive end. He was within the top five of defensive player of the year finalists last year. Like he's not barbecue chicken. So let's get that out of the way. And to answer your question, I am in on Draymond. Now that Kevin Durant interview, I'm going to be honest, it didn't sit right with me. But then when you take a step back, you realize that you know as a fan. What he just did with Kevin Durant, that interview, that podcast, has nothing to do with me. How I feel has nothing to do. How does the team feel? 
And if it hasn't disrupted the team, which it doesn't look like it has, doesn't look like it's been any sort of distraction to Steve Kerr, Bob Myers. Joe Lacob was on the morning roast yesterday, and he eloquently answered and said that, look, even though that happened recently, they were talking about something that happened three years ago. We're trying to move forward with this thing. So I don't care about that. And then we'll get to what Steve Kerr had to say on Draymond, as well as Andrew Wiggins, too. We'll get back to Wiggins. But overall, I'm in on Draymond and the intensity that he's been playing with this season. All the -the off-the-court stuff, whatever. I find him to be a very fascinating individual overall, especially, especially in the world of sports when a lot of these guys, they don't really let their guard down. They keep it up and don't want to share who they actually are. And it feels like Draymond has opened himself up to us. And we know who Draymond is just as much as any other athlete in sports because not a lot of guys open up like that. So to me, Duriel, I know you're out on him, but I am in on him. That's that's just where I'm at. And he did leave the game yesterday with a thigh contusion, and luckily it was just a thigh contusion. But here's what had uh, here's what Steve Kerr had to say after the game. Yeah, he got a quad contusion. It was pretty nasty. So he's got some ice on him now, and just for now, just call him questionable for Friday. The uh, the video kind of looked like it was outside of his knee and looked like he was grabbing his knee. Had any, any type of knee injuries for sure been ruled out? I I haven't talked to our training staff. When he came off the floor, he said it was a bad thigh, like you know, muscle bruise, like he just got kneed in the in the thigh, but it was close to the knee. But I don't, I have no reason to believe it's anything to do with the joint contusion, from what I understand. <laughs> so you know, how yesterday when we were talking, or two days ago when we were talking about uh, Steph's big night and and how. We were trying to deduce what happened with his shoulder. Everyone's thinking it's dislocated, playing the uh, playing the role of doctor. That's what we were trying to do with Draymond last night. Don't lie. You were thinking, oh no, it's his knee. What could be wrong with his knee if he's out for the game? And then we get the update that it's a, that it's a thigh contusion. So hopefully it's nothing worse than that. And the Timberwolves started to capitalize, man. I got to give them credit. But I, and I wonder, because I kind of ripped the Timberwolves at the beginning of the show, because all they do is run some iso ball. And if you were watching the broadcast at all, you understand how good they are in the first half compared to the second half. The second half is where they really start to deteriorate. And they were running a lot of that just boring hey, I'm going to get the ball in the point guard's hands. Maybe he'll pass it once, and then you know we'll just get it to Anthony Edwards, and let's see if he can make a play out of it. Or let's see if we can get Carl Anthony Towns on Kevon Looney and see if he can make a play out of it. Turns out Kevon Looney was playing some of the best defense that I've seen him play in a long time against a young stud like Carl Anthony Towns. I, but I wonder if that was a, a, a Draymond was a factor in all of that, because when he was out of the game, that's when... They started to move the ball. It's when they started to feel a little more comfortable. Now, granted, they were making some tough shots, too. There, there, there's, there's, there's no word of a lie there. D'Angelo Russell, I mean, for all the crap that we gave him from here in Golden State, no, he wasn't the right fit. But overall, a very talented player along with, the, along with those guys on the Timberwolves. But in the fourth quarter, they started to pick it up. And then it was all punctuated by this Andrew Wiggins right over Carl Anthony Towns' back offensive rebound putback slam. Curry finds Iguodala off pressure. Iguodala right side the pool. He'll take a three. No good. Tam hole by Wiggins! He came down the lane and threw it down with one hand! 
elevation sensation for Wiggins and brought everybody to their feet. And I thought this was a really good question here. Shout out to Tim Roy on the call, by the way. I can't imagine. Tim Roy must have been having so much fun calling that game because you had that Gary Post, uh, Gary Payton alley-oop 180 early on in that half. Then you had Wiggins posterizing Carl Anthony Towns toward the end of the first half. Then you had Wiggins doing it again in the fourth quarter. And there was also that moment where, man, it was that it was that quick play between uh between Steph, Andre and GP2. That uh oh man, what's the what, what's the uh what's the word there? whatever, that trifecta, there we go, that's the word I'm looking for, the trifecta, it's early people, sorry, but the trifecta of Curry, Peyton, and Iguodala, it started to become a beautiful thing, and I think it was in the third quarter, or was it Was it in between the alley-oop and then the poster in the second quarter, but there was that play where Steph is on the other end of the floor, and Andre and Gary Payton are already on the other side of half court, and Steph makes this unbelievable pass to Andre Iguodala. It was a it was a floater, but then it ended up being a bounce pass. And then Andre, off the bounce, tried to alley oop it to GP two, and then he couldn't get it in. He couldn't get it in for the dunk. It was the it was the most exciting missed dunk that I've seen. And then you see GP two and Andre making the uh, making the same exact face, the eyebrows up with the smile. There was that. I can't imagine how much fun Tim Roy was having with that. But there was a really good question asked after the game, I thought. And Andrew Wiggins, what we saw from him last night, we haven't seen that intensity from him in a while. And I already read I'm not going to read out the game logs again, but we haven't seen him have a stat line of 14 of 19 for 35 points. We haven't seen that from Andrew Wiggins in a while. And it turns out... When he goes against the Timberwolves, now I'm not 100% sure if Basketball Reference has updated their page, but in the four games that he's played against the Timberwolves, he's averaging 33 minutes on the floor, 26 points a game, 4.3 rebounds, and he's shooting the ball at a 60% clip, 40% from three. Those numbers, if you're just looking down the list, I'm not going to read every one. Now, granted, he, shoot the, he shoots three better against Cleveland, his former team, and he shoots 40% against D- Detroit, and um, that's really it. But third is Minnesota. But 26 points a game against Minnesota, that's the most by far against any team that he's played in his career. So he clearly has something that he wants to unlock. But there was a, a question after, and it's like, how... And he was asked to Steph, how do you get Wiggins to unlock this aggression of his? How do you get him to play like this on a game-by-game basis? Here's what Steph had to say when he was asked the question. That's up to him. You know, the player he wants to be every single night. You know, he's in this league for a reason. He's he's on this team for a reason. So whatever he needs to find to be at that motivation, you know, we're going to have his back. We're going to encourage him. Every single part of the, you know, the way, knowing how much of an influence and impact he can have, but whatever he uh, wakes up in the morning wants to, you know, lock in on and show that, you know, everything that happens out there on that floor matters. He 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 can do that. Now, should we expect this type of night from Andrew Wiggins every night? Probably not. Probably not, because one stat that I didn't read out of all those stats of him going up against Minnesota. 
less than against any other team, he only averages one assist per game. That's by far the least out of any team that he's played. Normally he's averaging anywhere from uh, three to four. Two to four, I guess I should say, when I'm looking at it. But he only averages 1.0 assists per game. It's not even There's not even another decimal after it. It's just straight one assist a game. So clearly, when he plays Minnesota, Andrew Wiggins, that is, he says, hey, get the ball to me. I'm going to go Maple Jordan all over this former team who blamed me and used me as a scapegoat as to why they didn't have much success. <laughs> and talked about my effort and my love for the game. Just let me do my thing. And Andrew Wiggins spoke about this. I mean, listen to Andrew Wiggins here. He was being pretty coy at the podium. Not no revenge game. Well-played game, you know, against a former team. That's all that was. You know, competitive game, fun game. Uh, Fun game. (laughs) Game basketball's fun. (laughs) That's one of my favorite sound clips of the year. Not no revenge game. Well-played game, you know, against a former team. You know, that's all that was. Yep. You no know, competitive game, fun game. Mm-hmm. Fun game. <laughs> game basketball's fun. Good follow up there, Kareth. Kareth. Kareth knew what was going on. <laughs> that was great. From the 415, when are you going to put a damper on the show and talk about the 49ers? <laughs> Not today, 415. Not today. Going to continue to talk some Warriors on the other side. And I wanted to get to some of that Joe Lacob sound as well from yesterday on the morning roast because he was uh, because he was fantastic. But I do want to continue to talk about this game from last night and the upcoming game they got against the Chicago Bulls. We'll get to all of that next. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show. Feel free to weigh in. 888-957-9570. That's the text line and the phone number on 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. This is interesting from Bay 408. This is Wiggins' first year playing Warriors basketball. He will average more assists this year. I want to get to that text in just a second, but good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. And I will not be here tomorrow, but I will be back on Monday, so we will be previewing uh, that Monday night football game between the 49ers and the Rams after reacting to what I'll assume is just going to be another crazy NFL Sunday where every team is going to get upset and all the teams you thought were good, they're just going to lose to the lesser teams that aren't supposed to be good. I mean, we're probably going to have that. But now that we're here, and I haven't really done this, um, but last weekend when I was out, I was also out on Friday and Monday, and I haven't promoted it yet. But I also do have a Raider podcast for the station called Black Hole Sundays. And this is for this is a podcast for the Raider fans who are still in the Bay Area. I know there are some of you out there, but one noted Raider fan, and if you check his Twitter, you'll 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 notice it. He doesn't really say much. He just uses gifts for the most part. But a noted Raider fan is San Francisco Giants 
now ace, Logan Webb. So we had Logan Webb on the podcast. It's me and Joe Spadoni, who is my co-host. Of course, you know Spadoni from uh, being the technical producer for Willard and Dibs, as well as Steiny and Guru. Um, we interviewed Logan Webb for about an hour, talked about his fandom and just everything. And if you're a Raider fan, I think you're going to really relate to him. So Logan Webb on the podcast, if you want to check that out, you can go to the pregame show tab. That's where we post every episode we're still trying to get our own channel made haven't gone through with that yet so just go to wherever you download the pregame show podcast and you'll see it there black hole sundays logan webb he was he was fantastic and also from the 408 nas classic go ahead nice guy that's nothing santa clara look man that in a weird way tears for fears is perfect for anyone in hip-hop who wants to sample some music you know, everybody wants to rule the world. It's a good song. It's a good song. But when you remix it into a hip-hop song like that, and then Nas rhymes over it, from the 510, the West goes through the Warriors and Chase this year. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at right now. The Warriors are just that good. And this last game, they were clearly toying with the Timberwolves. Now, when, when Draymond went off the court, there was a scare there. I think they went on a... a the, the, the biggest run they went on was 14-4, to and they finally cut that deficit to, what, six? I think at one point. But then the Warriors just came storming back and, and were just knocking down every shot. But they were toying with them. And, and the way that we, we can see that is just through all the dunking and everything that they were doing there. But the text I wanted to reply to... Where was it? Where was it here? Bay 408. Warriors are must-see TV again. Or no, not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Hang on. I'm looking for another one. This is Wiggins' first year playing Warriors basketball. He will average more assists this year. And I could argue, instead of just focusing specifically on Wiggins, I could say from a uh, from a more broad perspective that this is the first time he's playing with a Warriors roster that's playing Warriors basketball, if that makes sense. We'll get to some stuff that Joe Lacob had to say yesterday on the morning roast because he spoke about last season and the fact that he didn't name any names, but the fact that some mistakes were made last year in terms of fit. And you need to get the right players around him in order for them to play Warriors basketball. Andrew Wiggins, I think, is going to get his, but last night... He was just dynamic, aggressive, powerful, 35 points, 14 of 19 from the floor. He turned the ball over four times. He didn't have an assist. Didn't have an assist. Had a couple of steals. I mean, he was playing so well. He was playing so well. And from the 408, Otto Porter changed the game with that three that he hit when they were up by four. It was big. It was big. From the 480. Let me get a Lenford. Lenford? Is that what you're calling me? Lenford? <laughs> uh, get me an XL. I don't, I don't even know why I'm laughing so hard at that. It's early in the morning. It's 540. A lot can make me laugh. Get me an extra large Gary Payton Jr. City of Jason jersey. Before Friday night, I could rock to the Bulls game. I, 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 Gary Payton Jr. is becoming a fan favorite right now. He's become a fan favorite. Last year... It was last year. It was uh, JTA, right? Juan Toscano Anderson 
stole the hearts of Warriors fans. You know, an Oakland born and raised guy and him playing high school out here over at Castro Valley High School, being one of the top players in the state, going on to Marquette, then bouncing back, playing basketball in Mexico, trying to work his way to the NBA. And then we saw everything last year, like that game against the uh, that game against the Celtics. I always go back to last season that national uh, that nationally televised game where he jumped over the scorer's table, put himself in harm's way in order to just keep the ball in bounds. I always go back to that play, but GP2 has turned into that this season, and he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun to watch, and he was part of that trio in Andre Iguodala, Steph Curry, and, uh, and, and, and Gary Payton, who were toying with the Timberwolves. And and I and I go back to this specific alley oop here. Curry crosses the logo right at the heart of it. Takes the dribble, throws high posting it down. Lob Payton over the head, back to the basket dunk for Gary Payton the second. Check air traffic control. There's something in the air tonight. Are we at All Star Weekend? <laughs> From the 510, those two dunks from Wiggins last night were filthy, sick, deranged. From the 650, who do you think won the dunk contest? I got to give it to Andrew Wiggins, but if Gary Payton would have landed that alley oop, if he would have got that one in where Steph heaved it across court right in front of Andre Iguodala, and Iguodala tapped it to a, basically tapped the ball. I'm not even going to say he he palmed it. He just tapped the ball to where Gary Payton could have gotten it for the alley-oop, but he didn't put it in. That was one of the more exciting non-plays to happen this season. Uh, but Andrew Wiggins, to me, was playing with an urgency that I hadn't really seen him play with so far this season. And maybe he's saving his energy for the defensive end, knowing that he's got shooters around him on the court. Not getting off to the hottest start. I think he was feeling some sickness toward the beginning of the season. Of course, he had all the -the off-the-court stuff with the vaccination status and everything surrounding him. But 11 games into the season... I'm I'm glad that he decided to go off here. And maybe it's because he was facing his former team. I'll play that one more time when he was asked whether it's a revenge game. Nah, not no revenge game. Well-played game, you know, against a former team. You know, that's all that was. You know, competitive game, fun game. Fun game. <laughs> game basketball's fun. <laughs> now, is he going to do this on a night-by-night basis? I don't know. I don't know. But they are going to need him. They are going to need this from Wiggins and this from Looney. Those two guys were the headliners from last night's game um, with Looney going uh, 17 rebounds and 11 points, 12 of which were offensive, which was just unbelievable. And then you had Wiggins with the 35. But if Draymond is day-to-day, as Steve Kerr mentioned, he said that he's questionable for this Bulls game. If you're going up against the Chicago Bulls team, which have been incredibly potent on offense and also getting it done on defense, but if you're going up against this Chicago Bulls team who have the likes of Zach Levine and 
DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic. Alex Caruso is playing like one of the best defenders in the league this season. I know you may think that's laughable, but Alex Caruso is trying to earn that check that he got uh, from this offseason. They're a really good team, but you're going to need Kevon Looney and Wiggins and the rest of the team to turn it on. Uh, Jordan Poole, with a relatively cold shooting night, only scoring 14 points on his 17 shots. 5 of 17 shooting. And he only had a couple of assists. You're going to have to limit the turnovers. The assist rate is going to have to be up. They only had 23 when they're normally averaging 30 a night. You're going to have to have over 30 assists in this game against the Bulls if you're going to win. Because that proves that shows me that they're moving the ball and playing as a team. And they're not just going iso ball. So I, I, I think that this last game, this is the one where... You you were facing these bad teams and you beat up on them. That's what you got to do. I don't I don't like the whole. Well, they have a ten and one record, but they played OKC twice. They played Houston. They played New Orleans. They played Minnesota. No, I don't care. It was the way that they beat those teams that should convince you that right now they are the top of the apex in the in the food chain of the Western Conference. They are at the apex. You can't be at the top of the apex. That's kind of redundant. Shout out to 547 in the morning and making your head spin. Uh, let's get to Mitch in New Jersey, who was nice enough to call in. What's going on, Mitch? Mitch! I gave you the opportunity, Mitch! I gave you an opportunity! And you failed. Call back on Monday. <laughs> Call back on Monday. But here's Steve Kerr talking about Kavon Looney and how proud he is of him for what he did last night. I thought Kavon Looney was just amazing. I mean, that's one of the toughest matchups in the league with Towns. Towns is a great, great player. You know, for Loon to go out there and battle him and get 17 rebounds and play, you know, 29 minutes, that's a pretty heavy load for Loon. But it's it's where he is now. That's the great thing. You know, he's healthy again. And it's, it's so great to see because he's, you know, he's one of those guys you just – root for the way he works the way he just puts his head down and gets the job done day after day after day so those two guys really stood out but i was really proud of the whole group for sticking with it in a strange game that had no flow and no rhythm Uh, we had to kind of gut it out and i understand the narrative around kavon looney which is he moves a lot older than he uh, than he actually is if that makes any sense because Kevon Looney's still relatively young. I mean, as far as the NBA goes, he's been in the league for a while, but still, he's just 25. He's going to turn 26 at the beginning of February, and a lot of people say that he doesn't really move uh, like a uh, like the prototypical 25-year-old you'd expect him to, but you can't tell me he doesn't put 110% into every single game that he goes into. He may not he, he may not always execute, may not always execute, but he's always putting in that effort. And last night, the fact that Carl Anthony Towns scored 15 of his 17 points or excuse me, uh, yeah, 15 of his 17 points straight from the three-point line and not in the paint, that just goes to show you just looking at that stat line alone how good the defense was that Kavon played. And when you have these types of games, where we're talking about plus-minus and the difference that plus-minus can make, Kevon Looney was only a plus-three, but it felt like he was so much more valuable than what that plus-minus says. Now, there are certain guys 
There are certain, you have to really, when you look at plus minus, you really have to look at the game flow and everything surrounding it, depending on how it went to actually judge how a player did. But that plus three does not speak to the impact that Kevon Looney had on that game last night. I thought he was fantastic, as well as, uh, as, well as Andrew Wiggins here. Now, as you know, I can't screen calls, so I'm just taking them live on air. I'll assume this is Mitch in New Jersey who called back. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hello? Hello, who is this? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Steve, how are you doing? It's Mitch from New Jersey. Yeah, Sorry, Mitch, all right. Giving you another opportunity. What you got? Well, I got to tell you, um, first of all, good show. You should start an hour earlier. Hours not long enough, but you, I guess you'll have to be working again up before the farm. Well, I got to say, Looney's doing an impression of Charles Barkley. Right, well, some bench. And Wiggins, you should, you should have that more often. You guys should have that more often. Um, I still take Leandro Russell over him, but thanks for taking my call. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit working here. <laughs> I appreciate the phone call, Mitch. But see, that's where that's where I completely disagree. That's where I disagree. D'Angelo Russell just wasn't a fit for this team. If you'd ra- I mean, if individually, if you just want a guy who can score when the rest of the team around him are good passers, then fine. But if D'Angelo Russell's the one that's headlining your team, with those three guys, with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, and Anthony Edwards was just unreal last night. You could tell why that dude was taken number one overall. And I do look at the texts prior to uh, going on to the show, the text from last night. And, of course, Matt Kolsky, Kolsky and company, were on last night. And somebody asked, would you rather the Warriors have taken Anthony Edwards over Wiseman? And I'm like... What kind of a question is that when Anthony Edwards was taken number one overall? <laughs> There's a reason he was. But the Timberwolves, they're the anti-Warriors is what they are. That's what I was thinking last night. They're the anti-Warriors. Because you saw them start to move the ball a little bit when they actually cut the deficit. But overall, they just play a bunch of iso ball. And they got those three guys who have a lot of talent. Malik Beasley, who can go off depending on the game. I mean, he only had two points on one of six shooting last night, so that doesn't exactly back up my claim. But Patrick Beverly, eh. I mean, he's good to be a pest on defense. But with those three guys, that's not going to be a winning formula. And that's why right now they're 3-7 and seven on the year. And, and they're the anti-Warriors because they just don't move the ball. They got talent. They got the talent. Do we blame it on coaching? Do we blame that on the fact that no players are speaking up about it? Do we blame the fact that they're not putting the ball in Carl Anthony Towns' hands? I think that he could be put in a Jokic role. Now, I'm not saying he's a passer that Jokic is, but he can do it. We saw that last season. We saw that last season. I don't know what's going on this year. It's just it's just a boring brand of basketball to me. But the Warriors were just having so much fun yesterday. And Ernie from Concord brings something up here, as I do want to get to uh, more on what Steph Curry had to say about Andrew Wiggins. But Ernie from Concord mentions here, Nice guy. Any info on the argument between Draymond and Poole? Check out Reddit for the video. And that video was posted, and according to Anthony Slater in his article that he posted from Warriors Talk, 
Short time later, they both dapped each other up, and the beef was squashed. So Jordan Poole and uh, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green got into it. Um, there, there's no there, there's no doubt about it. Before Draymond got hurt uh, early in the third quarter, you see them yelling on the sideline, and it was posted to Twitter. Um, but there weren't any specifics given about it. They just said, "Look, we squashed it, dapped up, all good." So I kind of like that from Poole, and I like that from Draymond too. Learning, learning every game to maybe not get uh, over emotional, or um, you know, Draymond's a perfect guy for that. Jordan Poole's still young. I kind of like that. It's a learning moment for 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 both sides here. From the nine two five, the Dubs had. Two guys recently that were bad fits, Russell and Oubre. They were forced due to injuries. From the 408, you expect Edwards to score when all everyone does is stand around while he does his breast impression of KD. From the 408, KT has to stand outside the three-point line so that Edwards can drive. Minnesota makes me wish we can have their next three years of first-round picks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But Steph spoke about Andrew Wiggins last night because that's a guy who they haven't... I don't think they missed D'Angelo Russell with Andrew Wiggins on the floor, but here's what Steph had to say about Wiggins. It's huge because obviously he's capable of doing that. He's got all the uh, physical presence and skill set to impact the game like that on the offensive end. Obviously on the defensive end he does it, but obviously an efficient night. I know he saw some familiar faces on the other side, so got him going a little bit. And uh, You know, you obviously don't expect a damn near perfect night like that every night but the intentions and the energy and just the aggressiveness from start to finish you would love to see that it uh, gives us a whole other look especially if i can create space jp can create space he can get the right matchups and go to work you know we're, we're obviously tough to beat in those you know in that situation and we'll see what happens against the bulls that bulls game i wish that one was uh i mean for the sake of NBA fans, I wish that one was nationally televised because right now uh, the Bulls, they're beating up on every team in sight. They just beat up on the Nets, then they beat up on the uh, then they beat up on the Mavs last night, 117 to 107. So now you're getting two teams right now who are within the top of their respective conferences. The Bulls at 8 and 3 and the Warriors at 10 and 1. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a very fun game to watch. Very fun game. All right, let's go to the calls here at 888-957-9570. As you know, we take them live on air because I can't screen them because I'm in the producer studio, and that's just where we're at. But what's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm taking your call live on the air here. Hello. Uh, this is Mr. Goldman coming out of Berkeley. Mr. Goldman in Berkeley. What's going on, man? Man, I have, I have so much to say. Uh, I guess the first thing on my mind is Looney. Every time he moves, he looks like he's hurt. And I, I don't understand, but that's, that's funny to me. But I want to talk about, uh, and then I like the fact that Gary Payton shout out Wiggins for having the most hops the other day. Yeah. I think that's why Wiggins has fly through the air. He got that, that, that public acknowledgement and just hyped him up, sparked something in him, something that he's probably never had before, <laughs> or at least I haven't heard. Yeah. Uh, but mainly I want to talk about J.J. Reddick. I think... Uh, what? Why? J.J. Reddick. Hang on, why, why, why? Why, because, you know, I don't like... I don't like what J.J. Reddick said. What'd he say? And I think that it comes from... Oh, the other day, J.J. Reddick said that uh, it's irresponsible to 
to say that the Warriors are a championship caliber team at this moment because of the schedule. Huh. And he did shout out Steph Curry and everybody for doing good. Yeah. But to me, I think that comes because J.J. Reddick Reddick was supposed to be Steph Curry. (laughs) You know, when I was playing basketball a little bit, I I remember watching J.J. Reddick shoot from half court before Steph Curry did, killing it with Duke. And I thought that he was going to take a couple years in the league and then adjust. But he fell real short. I mean, he was a good player, but he fell so short of becoming Steph Curry, it was almost disappointing from what he did in college. So I think that's where it comes from because we all expected him to be Steph Curry, and if Steph Curry goes to Davidson, kills it, and he comes into the NBA, and he's Steph Curry. Warriors are a championship-caliber team. I appreciate the phone call, Mr. Goldman, and I I do think they are – championship caliber, but I also don't want to get ahead of myself. I want to enjoy what we're watching right now and the fact that they're doing it in all phases of the game. Um, but they are 10-1 and one on the year, and they got plenty more to go. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that championship talk. I know they look fantastic and look like one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NBA right now. Uh, but I don't want to talk about that championship caliber type thing just yet. They do look really, really good. And Clay and Wiseman, that's just going to be a nice luxury to have. Uh, but Joe Lacob, he was on the morning roast yesterday. And I just wanted to play this one for you because I thought this toward the beginning of his interview for his hour-long sit-down in studio. You can, of course, catch that on the Odyssey app. Here's what Joe Lacob had to say about this year's Warriors team. This feels like 2014-15 to me. And I think it does to a lot of other people, too. I mean, we've got a really unique team, very deep. We've got you know all the passing going on, all the ball movement, the Steve right. Kerr system. Everything's feeling good, and we just need to you know keep the injuries away and, and continue to do it. And, and we'll see what happens with Draymond. He's currently day-to-day right now with the thigh contusions. Uh, Steve Kerr said after the game that he is questionable for Friday against the Bulls. And with how the Bulls are playing, you're going to need a guy like Draymond. And if Draymond is not able to go... That's where you're going to need Andrew Wiggins and Kevon Looney to have another. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 